Today on Campfire, we have a podcast about podcasts, but really we'll chat a little bit about Anchor.fm, a new podcasting app that we're digging, and how podcasts could be used in education. channel Stacy Shue and the the intro of this podcast today. thank you I, I feel like um I was I was trying to be catchy but after like a half hour of technical difficulties that's all I have for you <laughs> I'm gonna go a week in between seeing her and hearing from her so it just kind of like makes me feel like like awesome. I I'm glad I could do that for now. you <laughs> So how's how's the weather down there? So, yeah, I was gonna say our our normal yeah. banter is talk about the weather. It is frigid and okay. sunny. It's kind of cool. I I like it. Um, people are upset because it's cold, but it's sunny, and people are happy because it's sunny. So can't win them all. They're kind of torn. <laughs> I like that juxtaposition. Yeah. Well, I I think we've had. Um, I think it's safe to say, like in twenty four hours, maybe a little bit longer, maybe thirty six, we've gotten. A foot of snow. It's not like that crazy blizzard for two hours. It's just it keeps snowing a couple inches throughout the day. Overnight, we woke up. The porch that we had just shoveled had like six more inches, and it just keeps coming down. I think there's like a fresh three from what they shoveled this morning. So, well, that's fun. Life in northern Michigan. <laughs> it is. We had a dusting, and it's gone now because sun. Yeah. So. Yeah, we haven't seen we haven't seen much of, of the sun up here, up yonder. That's the so price you maybe pay. Maybe we will someday. That's the yes. price you pay for beauty. Is is yes, uh, yes. Is, it can be harsh at times. Right. Well, speaking speaking of shoveling and digging out, <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see my like da ching that I just did for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's chat about what we're digging this week. Can you dig it? Digging Anchor FM. Now, Anchor FM is a podcasting application uh, that we think is is really simplistic and kind of hits on some of the major th- things that uh, um, a person who's wanting to put a podcast together could uh, utilize it for for making that podcast and, and do it rather effortlessly. Um, there's a web application for it, but it's mostly mobile-based. What's what's really nice about it, and especially when we think about classroom application for for this, is that you can record directly on your your mobile device um, in the mobile app and and have it be there immediately. You could also record using something like Audacity, but you could record and produce your podcast elsewhere, and then just use anchor for what I think it's really good at, which is syndicating out to Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music. So um, it's it's with a click of a button. You say, I want to turn my segments into a podcast. And then you wait a little bit for it to go through the copyright approval process, which uh, could go smoothly or could uh, hang you up if you have anything in there that it flags. <laughs> 
but uh, um, it, it's it's pretty straightforward and it, and it takes care of that syndication to those different uh, podcast platforms so that you or your students or your your staff is able to share um, whatever you create broadly. It's important to know that Anchor FM isn't a terribly like robust post-production platform. Uh, it's not uh, something that has a ton of bells and whistles. It just is simple and works. So uh, I dig it. Uh, I, I encourage folks to play around with it and kind of um, envision how they or students might use it. Yeah, and I think, you know, when you talk about it's pretty kind of like simplistic there there's certainly um a lot of beauty in that when you think about using it in the classroom right that it could be really straightforward for students to be able to use um or for teachers to be able to use um and to to do things quickly right so it doesn't have to be super sophisticated if your students are creating a podcast about um, what they're learning through the week that you could share with parents or whatever you choose to do with it there's there's certainly some value in that yeah, a ton of classroom value anytime you talk about uh, click a couple buttons and it opens up a, a, a world of authentic audience, yeah. right? Hello there. Today, we want to talk to you about asking questions because asking questions is a good way to find out about things like, uh, like cookies. Yeah, observe. Awesome. Well, I feel like that rolls really well. Like, I think we could keep talking about how you might use it into the classroom, but I feel like it rolls really well into our campfire question too, right? Which is how could podcasts be used in the classroom? So when you were talking about that, I was thinking, wouldn't it be really cool if you asked your students to um, do like a weekly podcast where they shared, here's what we learned this week within our classroom, right? For like elementary or maybe early middle school. And then that could be shared out with parents too, because I mean, I have a six-year-old and she'll come home and I'll be like, what'd you do today? Ah, nothing like gym class. I was like, really? You Like, did you, did you read or do math? And she's like, oh yeah, I guess a little bit. But I just think that could be a really powerful way of of not only asking your students to like reflect on their learning and to be able to demonstrate their learning, but also keeping parents in the loop on what's going on within your classroom. That's a really good thought about using it for parent awareness and, and um, uh, strengthening that connection between the classroom and home. Thanks. I have I have those every once in a while. You have you have <laughs> you have ideas. Yeah. It makes me think of. I only have only done one interview for a podcast on site, and it was with Mary Weaver when she was teaching in East Lansing. And after we had our interview, her students came in, and we still had all the podcasting equipment set up, and they were curious and and wanting to explore that and talk on the microphones and and hear what they sounded like. But it created this opportunity where they they really wanted to be creative. They really wanted to hear their own voice. Um, but they it by doing that, it made them willing to talk about anything. Like they were a little bit more open um, uh, about it. And there was some general goofiness that uh, they needed to get out of their system too, which ended up being really great B-roll to 
to kind of splice in throughout the the podcast that uh, I did with Mary. Um, but there's something about being creative and and creating something of an archive, uh, creating a thing to represent your learning versus just talking about your learning and not um, recording it in any way or not not producing something out of it. Um, I think that if you do it a ton, you you run the risk of it becoming as mundane sure. as just having yeah. a conversation, right? Uh, but, but I really like the idea of that being something, not only that the parents could listen to and, and hear from all the students in a classroom, um, and probably be better than the, Hey, what'd you do in school today? Nothing conversations. Um, but also maybe in, uh, encourage students to value reflection a little bit more, um, Especially if you're doing it in school, it like feels more like a, a school thing. I don't know. I'm thinking out loud right now. I just imagine that encouraging more reflection in students than the the car ride home does when, you know, understandably sure. students are probably trying to disengage from their day. And it's not the parents' fault that they weren't there, uh, but it's also not the kids' fault that the right. parents weren't there. Right. right. Well, and I just think, too, like, um, you know – You'll, you'll get there with Griffin, but you get the teacher newsletters that they send home, um, which is great because then I know like, okay, here's what she's working on with reading and here are concepts I could reinforce. But I think it, I, I'm even wondering if there's like kind of a student portion, but then even a parent or a teacher portion rather, where she's saying like, you know, these are the reading sounds, the blends that we worked on. And here's a quick way to think about doing that. Like that's just, it's really, um, it's, it's nice to read about them, but for me, I could see there being even more value if her teacher was explaining, so here's how we do it, and here's our little rhyme that we have, and, um, you know, just things like that. That's that's cool. Yeah. And then involve the, the students in the in the production process for that, sure. right? Like, like, this is the teacher segment. Um, where, where should it go? Should it go first? Should it go last? Yeah. Um, the, the sequencing and like, like storyboarding that kind of stuff out. Uh, and then, yeah, like, um, is the teacher going to perform the, um, the mnemonic or, or the, the song that we do or, or should the, the students be performing sure. that, right? So, uh, so there's like that production value ad, adds something to the, the experience I think of like kids owning so, that. Yeah. Yeah. So here's like a logistical question. Does it have to go to Apple Podcasts or Google Play, or can it be just a recording more that the teacher could kind of then send out? You know, as far as like using Anchor, if you were using because we right. talked about it and what we're digging, uh, you could have okay. it living just in Anchor and and share a stream for that. Okay. It is public then. But it's not as public as if it was going to Apple Podcasts or Google Play Music. Um, But uh, honestly, you could do something as an alternative to even Anchor. Like if you were recording and putting it together using other applications and then maybe sharing it as a – a Google Drive link, right? Sure. Publishing it as an MP3, putting it in – putting in a drive and then sharing that or maybe it's an unlisted YouTube link that uh, you, you could you could 
transform it into uh, mm-hmm. the audio into an MP4 and, and contribute it as a video. SoundCloud does that too, where if you contribute it to SoundCloud, uh, you can you can have a private link, so it won't be public for people to just find, but you could share that link for parents to play at home. That uh, yeah, that could that could work out well too. Okay. Well, how like if you were a teacher, um, if you were still in the classroom today, how would you envision using it? Yeah, I don't I I don't know I. I would really like to figure out how it would work in the context of content learning, demonstration of learning. I think that it'd be kind of a cool alternative to, let's say, your your diorama projects or um, make a video. Uh, it, it, it's something of that ilk to where, um, especially if the content lends itself particularly well to explaining something. Mm-hmm. Um, it, when you think of the the affordances of spoken word or just audio specifically, what projects could students work on that they could put together to tell a story? Right. What I really like about podcasting is that it's much more than just sitting down and having a conversation, right? The, the pre-planning process that's involved in that, the visioning of are you going to do segments? Is it going to be all one um, one thing? Are you going to bring in any people to interview that have some expertise in the area that you could have a conversation with to enrich it? The sky's the limit. Embracing the fact that it's much more than just the content. It connects with the maker movement in a lot of ways. Mm, yeah. I, I shared that, uh, um, that Radiolab video with you last week. Uh, and just kind of seeing how like the in-between takes of them talking back and forth of like, so how do we want to do that? Did, did that work? Did we go go into that how we wanted to do it? Um, let's try it. I'm going to try something else, like see if you can go with me. And so like the this planned serendipity kind of that's involved in it, it's a it's a really cool skill to um, or set of skills really to get learners involved with. Yeah, I think, you know, that that certainly has some some really cool ideas in terms of students producing podcasts. And we'll sh- I'll share um, a link to that Radio Lab video within the show notes because that I just got chills um, after watching that. But I also think there's a lot of ideas in terms of using already recorded podcasts with your students as a way to kind of like supplement learning, right? Oh, sure. Definitely. And I know you shared a link with me um, last week too, when we were kind of really starting to think about podcasts in the classroom, which we'll link in the show notes, but it was a teacher talking about um, reading with his, his students and how he was really struggling to get them to read. But yet when they would listen to a podcast, they would just be really engaged. And then he came up with this idea of, of like having them read the transcripts or follow along with the transcripts. And I think that a lot of times after, you know, like elementary, maybe early middle school, we stop reading out loud to our students for the most part. Um, or we read out loud, but we, we don't do it with the animation. Uh, like I was just uh, in my in my daughter's school the other day and walking by classrooms listening to elementary school teachers read books like I wanted to go in and and sit cross-legged on the floor and listen to them some more. So there's certainly this um, intrigue with the art of storytelling too. 
Yeah, it, it, thanks for bringing me back to that that mindset. Uh, um, yeah, we were we cranked out a ton of different podcasts that uh, would be good for right. different content areas, right? And and we we were kind of just thinking in terms of preparing for a session, like, um, uh, yeah, we want to uh, we want to help teachers think about. Um, students as creators of podcasts, as authors of podcasts, and as teachers as authors of podcasts. But um, there's also a lot of just valuable learning content that's out there. And so obviously you and I being social studies teachers, we started talking about yes. social studies podcasts, right? That that, that we listen to all the, all the time and then kind of struggled, but we're able to come up with, with other ones and, and we can even list off, uh, sure. we can copy and paste out of that Google document and share with folks. It doesn't doesn't really make sense to, to go into detail about those specific podcasts. Um, they're all great. Um, but then it, it kind of took our conversation. I don't, I don't know if you remember this, but like we started talking about how it doesn't make sense to try to make an exhaustive list of all the academically relevant podcasts that are out there because there's just too many and mm-hmm. there's more being created all the time, right? It's such a uh, it's such a saturated collection of just content. But the power is really in like what do what do stories do for our learning? Right. right? How do we connect with stories and how how does it push our thinking forward? And you and I got in this conversation about like, does listening to a podcast and and following along with the transcript does that help literacy development? Right. And we 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 stopped ourselves short of being like, yeah, definitely. There's some like like empirical evidence that says that that's the case. Right. We're still continuing our conversations with with folks that are really um, uh, mm-hmm. have significant expertise in, in um, early literacy and yeah. literacy in general. And ultimately, is it is the purpose of reading um, solely to develop the ability to to write and read and, and, and everything of that nature to build like the 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 building blocks for for literacy or is it also like in the story itself and if you remove like if you're just listening um is that pushing learning forward and i think you and i um even though we can't put our finger on like all the the empirical evidence that we want to point to to validate this um we have a strong sense that the story itself um the power of story the way that humans connect to stories is an engagement piece that we think is really advantageous with with podcasting, um, and 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 so like, what do we have from there? What can we spin from there? And you, as a decision maker in your classrooms, like, um, you don't have to have a definitive, uh, uh, universal right or wrong way to use a podcast. You can dive in and and try to f- figure out the value for yourself. Is it? that um, uh, I teach constitutional law, so more perfect is like this great content piece for me? Or is it, man, Anchor's a really simple way that um, I can have students start creating podcasts and demonstrate their learning. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of it comes to like awareness building, immersing yourself and and kind of um, exploring the affordances of the genre and then kind of uh, bringing it back to instructional moves. Sure, yeah. And, I, you know, just like on a on a completely different note, 
if you are a teacher who's working with like middle or high school students, I wonder about just asking them, like, do you guys listen to podcasts? What podcasts do you listen to? And just have that be kind of like the building block of a relationship between your students, right? Like just building that common shared experience that you have with them too. I, we love, we kind of talked about this last week too, but we love connecting with other people who love podcasts because I always get a new one to listen to, right? But I would just think it could be really cool um, to know. Are they listening to podcasts? What podcasts are they listening to? Could you jump in and check those ones out too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the conversations tend to take on the same form even though you're talking about different podcasts, right? Yes, yes, for sure. It's it's interesting how when I talk to people um, about podcasts that they listen to, how even if it's like something for complete pleasure, right, the content is something that's not um, in the wheelhouse of what they do professionally, they, they end up making connections to their lives, to their jobs, to how they apply those things. In, and mm-hmm. that's far from unprecedented, right? Like people read books all the time. You know, we're reading um, Daniel Pink's book, right? To Sell as Human, right? And right. it's not about education, but all we end up having is conversations about education <laughs> around it, right? Podcasts are one of those mediums where it, it kind of does that. Right. I was I was talking about these hockey podcasts that I listen to, and it helps me to think about how to ask questions that uh, provoke thinking for teachers. Like I study interview techniques, and how that aids my coaching techniques is kind of kind of strange. But like we're always learning, and we're always trying to mm-hmm. apply our learning, even when we think we're doing it completely for for pure enjoyment, um, the way our brains work are always to make connections to what we already know. Um, so there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot there. There's, there's a lot there. And I feel like so much more in terms of like us and how we use podcasts to learn professionally, but I feel like we got to save that for another episode. Cause we, that would be like a deep dive that we might not resurface from for a while to be continued. Dun, for dun, sure. Dun. To be continued. So, um, I feel like these show notes are going to be loaded because we have a bunch of, you know, things that we talked about, the radio lab video, the article about, um, how that teacher used podcasts to like build literacy among his, his high school students, um, the, the podcast for subject areas. So show notes are going to be up with the episode. We'll link to them in the episode description, right? I think so. Yeah. 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 And and as always, if you are not currently subscribing to our podcast, uh, please do so that uh, we can send you a push notification when new uh, episodes are up and so you can listen to us again. And I'm going to sound needy for a second. Aaron. It's okay. It's okay. Go for it. If you could consider leaving a review for us either in iTunes or in Google Play or wherever you're listening to your podcast, the thing isn't to feel validated. It's to um, uh, help the algorithms push us and recommend us to other folks that are interested in education podcasts. So if you enjoy this podcast and you think that others might as well, leaving a review is a great way to help it rise to the top and, and get people's attention. And even if they're not an educator, they might find some value in our podcast that they could apply they, they might to find another some value area of their life. 
Absolutely. So even if they're not interested in, in education, you're right, Aaron. Um, I'm just uh, bringing us full circle today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but that would be a big help for us, and we'd, uh, we'd really appreciate it. And I promise um, every episode we won't beg like this. If you're listening now, that'd be helpful. That'd be so cool. We might even be able to send you something awesome, like a happy camper mug that is highly desirable. Yeah, we, we've got plenty of things sure. to send around. Yeah. Stacy Shoe business cards may or may not be <laughs> autographed, especially if they're I'm, I'm looking at one right now that says blended learning coach. Oh, so this is like that vintage, is vintage for, for Stacy. Yeah. I wonder if Stacy will even listen to this. <laughs> Stacy, when, when you listen to this, let us know. And if it's six months, a year from from now, shame on you. <laughs> you are you're relentless today. It is it's Friday. Friday. Gotta gotta get it in before before That's we go right. play. All right, dude. Well have a great rest of your day and a great weekend. You too. <laughs>